All right, everybody, this is uh, Steel Dad welcoming you to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And this is the second of our uh, pre-draft mini podcasts, if you will. Uh, Chris and I knocked out the quarterbacks, and obviously the Steelers aren't in a uh, big demand position there for a quarterback, but we still wanted to take the time to to look at the top guys and, and see how that could shake out ahead of the Steelers who have picked 20 because um, that could definitely impact. So today uh, we move on to the running backs. And, um, you know, maybe there's a little more interest in running backs here from the Steelers than uh, some of us are thinking. Obviously, uh, a lot of people impressed with Jalen Samuels last year. Of course, James Conner, um, you know, don't need to, to do too much of an explanation on that young man. Um but, you know, was there a need uh, for, for another running back? And uh, joining me to discuss that is Chris, our uh, draft guru at SteelCityBlitz.com. And, uh, Chris, how are things going? You loving the draft, I take it? I am. I can't wait till 2020 when I can actually attend the draft. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, that's right. You're, uh, you, you can actually attend the draft and then probably, what, take an Uber back home too, right? I would hope so. <laughs> Yes, uh, choose choose wisely when one is imbibing uh, at the NFL draft, for sure. Um, yeah, so, you, you know, uh, the, the running back class, man, I can remember the days when the NFL draft was all about the running backs. You know, it, it was, it was you know, this guy's going to be the next Hall of Famer. He's going to go in the, the top of the draft. And, you know, back in those 70s and 80s periods and, and then even into the 90s, we saw guys that that were going really really high and and they just didn't pan out and the game has changed so darn much it it just doesn't rely on running backs to to pound the ball the way they once did um but that said they're still really really important to the game of football they just got to be able to do a, a few other things now than than maybe they used to so um g- give me your overall thoughts on what maybe the Steelers approach is, and then some of the guys uh, that that the Steelers are looking at here in in the draft. Sure. Uh, It's a deep, but not a strong class. And what I mean by that is there's no top guys. There's no four nets or Gurley's going early or Zeke's going early. Um, It's a deep class. So there's a a lot of guys uh, who can play the position very well. There's Mm -hmm. a good amount of talent scattered around. So, um, you can get maybe a second or third round value in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round just because there's so many guys. So uh, in terms of the Steelers, they're looking for uh, a third running back right now. And, and why is because uh, Stephen Ridley didn't work out um, for obvious reasons. And uh, James Conner's health has always been kind of a little, um, a little bit of an issue. Uh, hasn't had yeah. a full season yet after two seasons total. Um, so – we're going to go and look for um, a third back because Jalen Samuels, uh, we don't want him to be all alone if Connor does go down. So we brought in Mike Weber from Ohio State, Miles Sanders, which is a local visit from Penn State, uh, Damian Harris from Alabama, Jordan Scarlett from Florida, and Travis Homer from Miami. Um, something that a lot of these guys have in common, speaking to Weber, Sanders, mm-hmm. Harris, and Scarlett, they're bigger backs. Um, kind of pounders, in between the tackles kind of guys. Um, Homer... Um, he can go inside or out. 
Um, he's very good in terms of uh, stretch plays and, and outside the tackles, but his calling card is definitely on third down and pass protection. He's probably one of the best pass really? protectors in this class oh, by far, and and he's not okay. the biggest guy either. Uh, his effort's up, his technique is up. Um, a guy who doesn't need much uh, much coaching in that area. So um, he's a guy that I really like. I came across, uh, I, I, you know, after his evaluation, I was impressed. I thought he'd be a perfect third down back in the NFL, and that's what we would need going forward, uh, especially if Daniel Samuels is going to be spelling James Conner on maybe first or second down, um, whenever he needs a breather, um, or if, if there's an injury. So uh, I'm, I'm really high on Homer, um, higher than a lot of guys. Um, Jordan Scarlett has some off-field mm-hmm. issues. Uh, he's a bigger guy. A bruiser, but he uh, also running. He runs, a, you know, pretty. Uh, he he runs low. He runs low. He's kind of like a Maurice Jones. Okay. Who kind of runs low and kind um, yeah. kind of evade as well. Same with Mike Weber, except Mike Weber is better out of the backfield uh, than Scarlett. Uh, Damian Harris is kind of a do it all back, but he doesn't do it all exceptionally well. Oh, um, sure. Got got overshadowed by Josh Jacobs there at Alabama and. Um, Miles Sanders, I haven't gotten into his tape at all, but I just know that he has um, a pretty big fumbling issue. Are, are are third down backs changing in the NFL? Because you know there it seemed like for a long period of time, your your pounder, bruiser, whatever, typically was your your number one running back, and then you would bring in that that third down scat back type. Um, it, it almost seems like third down backs have become. Um, they're a little bigger. They're a little more durable in terms of having to carry the ball a little bit more, but they can pick up the blitz. They're they're just bigger overall and seem to be. Uh, are they evolving? Am, am I seeing that right? Yeah. The first thing is you cannot be one dimensional as a third down back because that's the that is the down where you have to have the defense on your toes. Mm-hmm. So if you have a back back um, on third down who can't pass protect and who can't run routes and catch a ball out of the backfield, you know that it's, it's going to be a run play. Or if you're a guy who isn't very good at running the ball but is just almost purely a pass catcher, then you know it's probably a pass. So uh, you don't want to tip off the defense too much um, in terms of what you're going to do with the ball. And it depends on you know, third and two. Um, can you pick up those two yards? Or is it third and eight where if you're running a screen or if he's an outlet, can you pick up the you know seven or eight yards and put yourself right. in position to kick a, kick a field goal or, or – um, pick up that first down. So it, it, it is evolving, but at the same time, you have to be versatile. You can't be one-dimensional as a third down back. So right now, it looks like going off the board, I mean, most of the, the, the big board folks have Josh Jacobs. You mentioned him uh, from Alabama. Um, is he? Is he? Do you agree with that? Is he the guy you think is probably coming off first? I, I think he is. Um he might not end up my running back one, but I think he's the most liked um, by the NFL, and especially because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a tread on all the tread on his tires. So I think he's the one coming off first. And after that, it's pretty much cracked wide open. You got Dave Montgomery at Iowa State, um, a durable guy who can do it all. You're looking at um, Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. Um, I think he might end up my my running back one. He just yeah. doesn't go down after first contact. He picks up picks up so much yards. The uh, home run hitter. And you got guys like uh, Travion Williams, uh, Miles Sanders, like we just discussed. Ronnie Anderson, mm-hmm. who's had some injury issues. Justice Hill, who we um, met with at the combine. Um, this 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 class is so deep. I can really just go on and on and on. But um, Talking about the guys that you know we brought in, it, 
it seems like the Steelers are going to pick one of these guys um, on day three. Yeah, that's that's kind of the feeling I get as well. Um, is that the running back is going to be that day three pick? And 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 just just to remind everybody, uh, you know, the draft has changed over the years, and and you know that Thursday night is the first round, and then uh, on on Friday night they do the second and third round, and then and then Saturday is is four through seven. Um, you know, so when we say day three, that's where we're talking that that four to seven range. And I, I think that's where it fits. I don't see any running back in this particular draft class that screams to me, you know, hey, we got to have this guy and we don't want him to, to slip to day three. I, I just don't see that particular guy in this draft. Um, you know, you you one guy that I think is a little interesting and might be flying under the radar for the Steelers, and and some people might cringe at this because of where he plays. Um, but L.J. Scott up at Michigan State, um, obviously that's where Le'Veon Bell came from. But he, you know, he was a little banged up uh, and didn't play a ton this year. But he had a, a pretty nice year last year. Um, he's about six foot. He's about two twenty five, somewhere in that area. I, I I don't know. I mean, do do you see him potentially being there in those late rounds? Yeah, I do. Uh, something about LJ Scott. He grew up about eight to ten minutes from me in uh, Hubbard, Ohio. He went to Hubbard High School. Um, that's where my mom went to high school. My all my family lives in Hubbard. Um, same with that's where Anthony Smith went to. Um, yeah, high school as well. Yep. Uh, so I, I have a lot of friends who are friends with him. So that's pretty cool. A little bit of connection there um, on a personal note. But um, in terms of his play, um, yeah, he banged up. But a guy who um, fights for extra yards, never wants to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, high effort guy. Uh, he's good. Good in terms of practice. Um, and I heard he's really, really good uh, with you know being on practice on time, high effort in practice. I uh, think things of that nature. Guy who wants to grind out yards. Um, you always want guys like that on your team. So um, I can see um, him on day three as well. Yeah, and he didn't have a real good offensive line in front of him this year either. Um, you know, Michigan State typically has pretty good offensive lines, but this this year it was definitely uh, not not up to its usual uh, quality there. Um, I, I know a lot of fans get uh, infatuated with speed. Are, are there any of those running backs sitting out there, Chris, that that are those burners, those guys that if you can get the ball to an open space, you know, they can they can make some big plays. Yeah, uh, James Williams at Washington State. Uh, we haven't shown interest in him, but um, Justice Hill at Oklahoma State. Can you imagine having uh, Mason Rudolph, James Washington, and <laughs> yeah. Justice Hill, all Oklahoma State guys? But uh, uh, he's a guy who's uh, fast, has agility to him, open space. Um, you know, he's gone. Travion Williams, another guy, a home run hitter. Um, Rodney Anderson uh, went healthy. Uh, a guy like that, um, right? Divine Ozigbo, uh, a guy who kind of flying under the radar, um, didn't even get a combine invite, I don't think. And uh, he's a, he's a guy who can stretch the field as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is as we said at the opening. It's a really really interesting running back draft. Um, a because the the impact running backs make is so different.